What's up, Stalemates? We're back with another episode. This is the first time that we have a guest in the building. Uh, a blue check mark, a big J. I always give him crap for that. I don't know why. It's just jealousy is what it is. Cody Goodwin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, I have a button for that. You can't hear that because you don't have headphones on, but... Oh, I don't have headphones in. Should I put the headphones on now? You can put them on if you want. I don't want to feel left out. Hey, that's what I sound like. Okay. Do you like that sound or no? I like that sound. Let's do it. Because you, you, most of your media, I know you do a little bit of videos and stuff, but mostly you do uh, written articles, longer form uh, journalism, right? Journalism. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Are, you are journalism. So. I, am, I am a journalist, big J. Um, but I do pride myself on the, on the storytelling aspect more than, um, maybe, that, maybe that's mostly what I you know, pride myself on. I've been trying to do more videos at some of yeah. these events because I can't have you just like lapping me no. all the time. Well, like, and everybody else does some sort of video. So I'm like, well, let's, you know, I have a face for radio. So why not? Let's just try it and see what happens. Yeah. I see that you've been putting out more video content and stuff, which is always good. It, the more wrestling content, the better. And uh, I think everybody's, I think for the most part, there's people doing the same stuff, or, but mostly everybody's doing like their own spin, their own taste and stuff. So, uh, I think you just got to keep killing it. And you had big shoes to fill with Andy Hamilton. Right? <laughs> no, you don't have to remind me, man. I still see him at like every big event that we go to. Yeah. Was he like a mentor? We're going to talk about wrestling. We're not going to talk about uh, your whole backstory the whole time and stuff. But I, I do want to know, was he like a mentor at all in the beginning or how did that work out? Yeah. Like in some way, like he was always a dude that you looked up to. Right. Cause um, you know, he's like the standard when it comes to wrestling journalism and wrestling storytelling. Right. Like, especially for like somebody in my shoes, like I focus a lot more on the written word. Um, so like, you know, he's just he's that guy right like there was him and, and Iowa's got a long history of really great Iowa sports writers that write specifically about wrestling like there's Andy KJ Piltrit at the Sea Rapids Gazette does a really good job Jim Nelson from the Waterloo Courier has been at it for a really long time there was Dan McCool RIP like he like he held the register shoes forever and then you know like Bryce Miller did a lot of stuff back you know in 2013 when the whole Olympic decision came down so, yeah, there's, you know, no shortage of, you know, pressure, I suppose, when it comes to, like, trying to cover wrestling in this state just because people are rabid about it, right? Yeah, so, so I didn't do a very good job of introducing you. So the <laughs> Des Moines Register, uh, Hawk Central. Yeah, th uh, those are the same thing. Okay, and yeah. then Intermat yeah. recently. Recently, so recently. on that. <laughs> Give me another clap. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, good. That's good. what it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, that's a crowd. That's uh, not a, just because the other people are piping in noise like UFC and NFL nowadays. We got our own noise to pipe in. So. Dude, did you watch those fights this weekend? Like, well, I well, maybe we'll touch on the fights themselves later. But like yeah, the I'm crowd, down. bro. Yeah. The crowd. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad we're getting back to that. I'm excited for the crowd because last year, you know, we got a full season of AJ Ferrari without any crowd noise, and imagine <laughs> what we would have gotten with him. Like the. The big 12s, there were, there were uh, fans in the crowd. Uh, NCAAs, there was three, we were like 3,000. Like you were there, it was very, very quiet. Uh, not as cool as it normally would be, maybe. But imagine if there was 15,000 people in there for AJ Ferrari. How awesome that have been. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We, wrestling needs that. I'm yeah, I you. think so. I, you know, I, I think it does. I, I think growing up in Iowa, we get spoiled because a lot of the wrestling that we do attend, usually there's a lot of people there. And I'll tell you what, I went to the Pac 12s. And uh, this was like 2013 or 14, maybe. And I just happened to be in Tempe uh, visiting grandparents. And we we're like, let's go to the Pac-12s because we're there. And it was like pretty silent. You know, it was like compared, compared to like what Big Tens are and, and 
usually what Big 12s are and stuff like that. So I think in Iowa, we're a little bit spoiled and realize how awesome it is when there is fans, especially in wrestling. 100%. Yeah. And not even just like at the college level, like there's a lot of big, du- like high school duels, right. like, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring that up because obviously that's what I primarily focus on. And that's what I just got done doing this weekend. But like, you know, like Southeast Polk Don Bosco, for example, like they wrestled in a duel. It was in Gilbertville. And I wish we weren't in a pandemic because I've heard mm-hmm. some crazy rowdy stories about the Don Bosco crowd and how they pack that tiny gym way past capacity for big time wrestling duels. Like and then you have a 3A powerhouse like Southeast Polk coming to wrestle them. That would have been tremendous. Uh, the state tournament every year, obviously, we touched state on that. It's huge. Yeah, like it's it's sold out. I have mean, you I guess been to any other state tournament besides Iowa? So I've been to the Missouri State Tournament, um, just because I'm from Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and it it pales in comparison. Like just the, the they don't just say that. Like that's like that's, yeah, that's like a fact. Yeah, like the the you know the Missouri State finals are good because like. You know, and I say this all the time, like Missouri's A team, like the best wrestlers in Missouri can hang with the best wrestlers in Iowa and the best wrestlers from Pennsylvania. And, you know, like it, where where Iowa and Pennsylvania and states like that separate themselves from states like Missouri is the, the number of depth. So like if you were to take Iowa's A team and Missouri's A team, it'd be a pretty fun duel. Iowa's B team, Missouri's B team, I would probably kick the snot out of them. And then as you go further down, like there's just a lot more depth in wrestling states like Iowa, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Oklahoma, whereas like Missouri, like the top guys rise, but then below them, like there's a little bit of work to do in terms of overall depth. Yeah, that's interesting. I've always, I've always wondered if that was just something that like that Iowa bias where we were like, you know, it's the biggest, you know, like it's the <laughs> biggest whatever state like in wrestling or like. They do that with the state fair too, like for the, forever the state fair is it's the best state fair in the country, right? Well, it is. But then you talk to somebody from Minnesota, and they're like, "Well, we got the best state fair." So I didn't know, or Texas, right? Any of these states, like everybody's so uh, biased towards their own state. So I didn't know if it, if I the Iowa State tournament was, you know, I know you you said you've only been in Missouri, so we're we're not counting Pennsylvania, New Jersey. I'm sure those people listening are probably going to kill us and say that they are. But I'd love to go to Hershey for the state tournament yeah. in one of these years because that looks it, not unlike Iowa's. Like, it looks tremendous, just the crowd. And, like, I, like talking to a lot of the PA guys that wrestle for the, you know, Division One programs here, Iowa State, UNI, like, that's – it's not it, – the way they describe it is not unlike what we experience at Wells Fargo Arena every February. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Iowa high school wrestling. So people are saying that Iowa's back. Okay, you were just up there in uh, Wisconsin in the Dells, right? So they had the Cadet World Team Trials, and Iowa showed out, didn't they? Dude, they had a really good weekend. They only put one guy on the team, so yeah. shout-out to Pennsylvania. I think they put two guys on the Cadet Freestyle Team. Um, but, like, Iowa had six in the semifinals, which was more than any other state. PA and California both had four, and there were a handful of teams that had three. Three Iowa guys made the finals. Nate Jessaroga from Southeast Polk, he made the team. Go uh, Rams. Go Rams. Uh, Waverly Shell Rocks, Aiden Riggins got to a third match um, in his finals at 71. Ended up losing to a PA kid. Levi Haynes was pretty dang good. Um, and then Bettendorf's Bradley Hill at 110 kilos got to the finals. Um, he had to wrestle big Jim Mullen from New Jersey. There's a little bit of a size difference there, and Jim Mullen's just really, really good. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great weekend for Iowa. They had nine total finish on the podium in the freestyle competition alone. Um, six were in the top six. I, they had a handful of guys finishing the top four. Um, you know, and that didn't even count, you know, Underwood's Gable Porter got to the Greco cadet world team trials finals and he only lost to a reigning world team member. Like there was a lot of good wrestling from Iowa high schoolers this weekend in the Dells. So Nate Jezaroga obviously was the, uh, the talk of the weekend. Cause he is the, the lone Iowa, uh, Iowan on the uh, world team. And he had probably also Maybe one of the deepest brackets in the thing. I don't follow cadets 
I would say much. one of the deepest. I would also say that he had the best individual victory of anybody in the tournament because he Correct. beat Mark Anthony McGowan in the semi. Yeah, so I, that's the one match that I saw. I, I was kind of doing other stuff. I was actually trying to set stuff up for, the, for this. So for you, I sacrificed, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm so kidding. blessed. I'm just kidding. But uh, but no, Nate Jezaroga, you know, I've, we've heard his name. Obviously, if you follow Iowa High School Wrestling, uh, Southeast Polk Ram, again, shout out, go Rams. Um, but he he did well. And then also uh, Aiden Riggins. Were you surprised to see Aiden Riggins and what he did? No, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, and this this might be like my side or my version of the Iowa bias that comes out, but like all these kids that are wrestling in Iowa high school right now are some of the best kids in the country. And they just, because of the pandemic and other weird things, they just over the last year and a half, they just haven't gotten the chance to prove it. Right. Like Correct. all these kids were robbed of opportunities at the cadet world team trials last year and at like Fargo last year. And like, they didn't get the opportunity to show the rest of the country that these, some of a lot of these guys are the best guys in the country. You know, we talked about Nate Jessaroga who made the cadet world team, Bradley Hill from Bettendorf, who was in the finals. Um, Aiden Riggins, you mentioned him. Like, I mean, that two years ago, that guy was in the 15U World Team Trials Finals. Um, so, to and I'd also went to a third match. He ended up making the team, but like, you know, he's good. We've known that. Um, all these other guys, Ben Keeter, um, Waverly Shell Rocks, McCray Haggerty had a really good weekend. I, Waverly Shell Rock put four guys on the podium at the Cadet Freestyle. T- you know, like Ryder Block and, and Jake Walker were the other two. Um, you know, that I, I wasn't surprised by what Riggins specifically was able to do. But then again, I'm not surprised by whenever an Iowa high school guy does something really well just because I see these guys up close all the time. Yeah, you're probably closer to it than most people um, that pay attention to Iowa high school wrestling. But uh, let's talk about Ben Keeter for a second. So Ben, when we first started, we would do uh, highlights. So we thought it, we thought like a clever way to get our name out there was to like basically steal footage from other people <laughs> and clip them into highlights. Can you make a highlight reel for me? We could, actually, we, if there's enough footage out there, we can. There, there's probably there's for pro- about anything. There's probably no highlight. I don't even know what the highlight footage is, like me typing on my computer Any, for 30 well, seconds. You never know. Uh, Cam Kramer caught me at the state wrestling tournament sitting there texting on my phone or probably on Twitter or something. But, <laughs> but anyways, Ben Keeter was somebody that, I, you know, we're, I'm sitting in my basement this whole, like literally the whole pandemic just watching like, kids matt boss accounts and their track wrestling accounts and all this stuff just going through their footage trying to find highlights and and this and that and i remember ben keeter we made one for him and i'm watching and i'm thinking this kid's good like all these kids are good and we're and we're also like seeking out their highlights right so we're seeking out the best of that particular kid but i'm looking at this kid i'm like dang this kid's freaking good and now fast forward a year i guess he's way bigger he's tall super athletic uh, I think it was you who mentioned that he just wrestled or just uh, ran at the Drake Relays earlier in the week. And then at the end of the week, he makes it all the way on the podium uh, at the Cadet World Team Trial. So talk about Ben Keita for a minute. How much has his stock uh, risen, rosen, what's the word, grew over the past year? No, man, he's he he's one of the best we've got pound for pound. I say we, the state of Iowa, like when it comes to high school wrestling. Um, you know, he, I I think our, our homie Willie Saylor at Matt Scouts considers him a top 10 um, prospect overall in his class. Like, and you know, he proved it. I mean, the, the guy he ended up losing to was from New Jersey. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name, but I know his first name, PJ Casale, Casale. Um, I forget how you pronounce that, but like he was within a whisker of scoring the the match winning exposure there. It ended up, they, they actually awarded it to him. He lost this match four three. They awarded it to him. So that was five, four, but then on review, they pulled it off because he just split second. Um, so, but like, yeah, then he bounced back to take third. Like he's a two-time state champ. Like he won state as a freshman in Iowa's class 3A, the large class at 160. You don't see that. 
Um, you know, he's very, you know, he won a junior folk style national title before he went out to the Dells. He's like, he's really, really good. Um, you know, and he's, he's one of those unique, um, athletes, like athletes in general, like you mentioned the Drake relays thing. Um, he's a standout football player, um, city highs baseball team. He's part of that too. And they, they've been really good the last couple of years. He pals around with uh, Gable Mitchell all the time. He's a standout, um, you know, infielder for city high. He's going to go play D one baseball probably. Um, you know, th- this is a kid where, um, he's going to have options when it comes to like what he wants to do at the next level. Like, does he want to go Russell in college? Does he, uh, he could potentially, like we've all seen his frame. He's super long and lanky. He still, there's still room to grow there for him. He could go play football if he wanted to. Um, you mentioned the Drake relays, baseball could be on the table because there's just all sorts of different ways to play baseball at the next level. Um, you know, I hope we don't lose him to football, but I know that that's a conversation that will be had sooner rather than later. Yeah. I hope he stays in wrestling as well, but I just can't, I can't ever blame somebody. I was wrong about, uh, I don't know if you remember Austin Blythe, uh, three-time state champion for Williamsburg. I've told this story before, but I remember sitting I think there. he still holds the state pins record. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I have no, idea, no clue. But he, uh, we, we would go to a tournament where, where Williamsburg is and I'm um, sitting there with my cousin, and I was just like a kid, and he's like, see that guy? He's a three-time state champion. I'm like, man, that's crazy. And he goes, yeah, he's going to play football next year. And I'm like, what kind of idiot? Why would you do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> now, he, now he's like – a super highly paid uh, lineman for the Rams. So. Or the Chiefs now. Chiefs? He, yeah, they just oh. picked him up. Yeah. He's going to be the Chiefs' new starting center. What's up? Him and Nick Allegretti both. Nick Allegretti was a freestyle state champ in Illinois. That's why you're Big J, man. That's why we have you on. No, I'm a nerd. I'm a big <laughs> N I nerd. looked it up, and uh, Austin Blythe had 143 career pins for the Iowa prep record. Yeah. So. There you it's go. decent. Very, Some, very has good. Has anybody ever got close to that? Jake Marlin, was he close? He might have been. Do you have the record up in front of you? putting Tyler to work here. Uh, <laughs> Tyler will come back to you on that. But uh, last night, uh, there was a, it was on the news. I saw a little clip of, they're talking about sanctioning girls wrestling in the state of Iowa. Oh boy. And we haven't yet. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Cause I know that we could talk about this probably all day. Yeah. Uh, I believe that there's 28 States in the United States that have sanctioned re- girls wrestling, either sanctioned or have just like instituted a state tournament. Right. Yeah. And we are not one of them. Right. Well, neither is PA and OH. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it's very weird. I have a lot of thoughts on this. How long do you want to go? Yeah, give, give, me, give me your, um, I, I don't want the, I don't want a whole presentation or nothing, but maybe, maybe just a couple sentences or a couple paragraphs. Yeah. I, the biggest problem, at least in Iowa, um, I can't speak for PA and, and Ohio, but I know that there are, there are, there are, there, there's movement, similar movements to what we're trying to do here, right, in both of those states. But here it's very, very unique because Iowa is the only state in the country that has two high school governing bodies. We have the Iowa High School Athletic Association, which predominantly covers all the boys sports. And then we have the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union, which governs all the girls sports. Now, do you think that's better or is this hurting us? Um, in what way? In wrestling's way. In wrestling, I think it sucks um, because they're this is why we could go forever on this. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's very like wrestling is a sanctioned sport in the state of Iowa under the athletic association. And so because the union doesn't offer it, boys and girls can wrestle under the Iowa high school athletic association. What everybody here wants is for the union to sanction and officially offer girls wrestling specifically as a sport because the girls don't want to wrestle guys. Now give a lot of props to the Iowa wrestling coaches and officials association, all the high school coaches around the state, all the, you know, even the Iowa High School Athletic Association um, has done very well facilitating girls' schedules um, through the coaches, through the IWCOA to 
help give girls the opportunity to just wrestle other girls so that we can try and grow these numbers so that we can continue to grow this sport kind of at the ground here, here in Iowa, even though it's, you know, girls wrestling is not officially a sport, but wrestling is. Um, so how do we open up all these opportunities? That's what's led to the various girls tournaments around the state in the winter. That's what's led to the IWCOA hosting the girls state championships the last three years. Um, you know, the numbers have grown such that they had to move it out of Waverly Shell Rock High School to Extreme Arena in Coralville, which was tremendous. That gave the girls an awesome stage to wrestle on. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I mean, it really stinks that the girls union hasn't been more aggressive and hasn't been more open to the idea of just flipping the switch and letting the coaches figure it out. But like give a lot of props to the coaches too, for kind of stepping on the gas themselves and saying, okay, well, if they're not going to do it, how can we do this? How can we open up this opportunity for the girls? And so the growth that we've seen over the last three years specifically, like there were what over 500 girls that competed, almost 500 girls that competed at the girls state tournament. Um, you know, that's, that's incredible. I mean, we're, we're closing in on a thousand girls that are going to compete in wrestling statewide within the next couple of years. I'm pretty convinced. So how many, um, I guess, should I say what schools are really leading the charge? I know Waverly Shell Rock is one of them, right? Like they're, they're kind of spearheading this thing. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the schools are in that area. When you look at like, who are the leaders in this Waverly Shell Rock has done a great job. Iowa city West. Um, they're a little further South, but they've done a great job just kind of creating a girls portion as part of their wrestling program. Um, Osage has done a really good job. Charles city had two state champs. Um, Bettendorf. Bettendorf has had, yeah. Ella Schmidt, like she's been just on her own, a pioneer. There's been a handful of girls that have, you know, been in and around the quad cities and she's, I mean, she's stuck out because she made history this year, right? She made the boys tournament, her and Jasmine Lukey from Ottumwa. Um, shout know, out, shout out the Bulldogs, by the way, that's where I was shout born. Out to the Spent the first dude, five years of my life there. So dude, ahead. big shout out to the Bulldogs. Only four girls have ever qualified for the boys state wrestling tournament here in Iowa. And two of them are from Ottumwa. So Megan Black. Yeah, Megan Black and uh, Jasmine Lukey this past year. But yeah, Ella Schmidt won a match by fall, first pinned by a girl at the Boys State Tournament ever, um, in Iowa at least. So yeah, I mean, it's you see it, it's big in pockets. I think what the union really wants to see is they want it to not just be big in pockets, they want it to be big everywhere before they take the next step forward. Like getting growing it to be big everywhere is not just gonna, okay, the union we're in. It's it's gonna take a lot more than that. And it's it, this this fight with the union specifically is far from over, which is why shout out to the IWCOA and all the head coaches for just, you know, taking the steps themselves to do what they need to do to grow the numbers. Right on. That's why we had you on because I think some of that stuff is kind of hard to follow especially when you got different sanctioning bodies and different groups and organizations getting involved uh when i try to explain to people this i'm I'm always like trying to explain it but i don't know all the details so i'm glad that we asked you about that i think that clears things up for for me at least big uh, j big j that's why we have him on big cody right here uh all right we mainly cover college wrestling i'm wearing the iowa state uh you're wearing keep stanford wrestling hashtag uh shout out to that as well uh, but let's talk about college wrestling in the state of Iowa. So I know this is like a super uh, Iowa-based episode, which we, that's where we're at. We're in <laughs> register. So sorry for everybody that's on the East Coast or West Coast, wherever you guys are at. But the news last week or non-news or whatever you want to say was Coach Schwab turning down the Illinois job. Um, we're actually going out to Panther Town here soon. So stay tuned for that. Shout out to Allison Schwab. Shout out to Allison Schwab. Shout out to Doug Schwab. Schwab Mob. Schwab's the whole, everybody, right? So if Doug Schwab would have left, who were you kind of thinking was going to be the replacement? Because that's one that Ooh. like, I don't, like me personally, I that's somebody that was like, he's going to have a statue built of him someday up there. 
he's gonna have some sort of memorial hall he's gonna have some sort of plaque or something right because he that's like uh lombardi at the green bay you know what i'm saying like that's andy reed in kansas city like that guy seems like he's there and now that we know that he's allegedly turned down the job if that thing was all going on which people said it was uh but who were you thinking like would have replaced him like someday so i never really got that far in the thought process because i never thought he was actually going to leave so you, um, you weren't buying the hype you weren't believing it so i totally understand why illinois was going after him because like look at what or look at the way that doug has built you and i right he's done it by development with guys like drew foster and taylor lujan and all these guys um, i know taylor lujan was really good when it came to his high school career but you know he was the number one seed as a senior right um you know there's more than that jacob holschlag like great development with a lot of these guys um, you know, Joe Colon, he was able to pull over Dylan Peters, a lot of these guys, you can go down the list. Um, but like, also he's doing it with in-state talent, right? Again, Drew Foster, in-state guy. Um, look at their recruiting classes the last handful of years. They've kind of become the school that prides itself on recruiting a lot of the in-state guys. You know, they, they got Kale Happel, they got Adam Allard, they've got, you know, I, we mentioned Drew Foster. Max Thompson also was an All-American, and he got to the round of 12 a couple different times. Um, you know, look at their look at their lineup. They've got you know Carter Isley was their heavyweight. You know, he he won a couple matches at the NCAA championships. Um, you know, they they've kind of become the spot that a lot of and just really talking to a lot of um, you know high school wrestlers, like they're very aware of the fact that like you and I is really establishing themselves on the recruiting trail is like, yeah, we want in-state Iowa kids because look at what we can do with them. We can, you know, Dylan Peters, multiple time, all American. Max Thompson was an all American as a red shirt freshman. Drew Foster won an NCAA title after not winning a state title, right? Like Crazy. that's That's going to resonate with a lot of high school kids, whether they win state titles or not, whether their recruitment is blown up and they're hearing from hundreds of different schools, or if they're only hearing from a handful, like that's going to resonate with a lot of kids. And so you take that idea and you put it in Illinois which they routinely do very, very well at like the 16U national duels and the junior national duels. And they show out so well at Fargo every year. And you look at some of these big boards and national rankings, there's Illinois kids all over the place. So you bring a coach in that prides himself on keeping really good in-state talent home and you put it in a state like Illinois and you keep those in-state kids home. And then, oh, by the way, he's going to develop these kids as well. Um, yeah, I'd go after him too, right? Like yeah. it totally makes yeah, sense. You're right. Dang, so. that was a good answer. I was, I was not expecting that, but that's a really good point, though. I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about that. You know, I was just thinking about overall results. But yeah, when you do break it down and you see that he's taking these kids from the state of Iowa and turning them into who they are, I was getting goosebumps during that, dude. I was about to go sign up the rest <laughs> yeah, of the right. <laughs> You never know, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, but I, but I did have an answer for that. I, th you know, who I think would have been a good replacement? Who? Cody Caldwell. I like that answer because, because he's do, he's doing the same thing at South Dakota State. Look at all the Iowa kids that have gone there the last few years. Correct, and he wrestled at you and I, so he so he had that super well connected with his family and and Waverly Shelver Rock. We just spent ten minutes talking about how awesome that, go they, that they're doing up there. Uh, so you know, and I, I I was on a radio show or I've been on a radio show. Are oh, you doing radio spots now? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, I was interviewing a high school wrestler, and uh, I was like, he, he wrestles at South Dakota State. I can't remember who it was at the time. Or right now, I can't remember who it was. But There's a lot of them. You want to go down the list? <laughs> well, so I'm like, because I was like, who is driving to these small 1A towns to pick you guys up and taking you guys to South Dakota? You know, I'm like, who's who's making these house visits to freaking, you know, Lisbon, Iowa or whatever, right? And he's like, well, it's Cody Caldwell, you know? And so when I was thinking about it, I didn't I didn't ever think that Schwab was going to leave because of what he's done and he's built. He's he's he, he, he's very, he runs, very loyal. He, very, runs, very loyal. he runs the ship up there in Cedar right. Falls. 
And I was thinking, you know what, if there was a guy, though, I think Cody Caldwell would have been a good replacement. I like that. I like that because he, you know, and, and it's not just that he's recruiting Iowa guys and giving them a Division One home. It's these guys are producing. And, they're, you know, Tanner Sloan's out there. He made the junior world team not too long ago, a couple times state champ from Albert Net. Kate DeVos from Southeast Pole. Yeah, Henry Polmeyer, he had a really good career there. Now he's up, I think, at the Wisconsin RTC. Zach, Zach Price. Zach Price from Johnston. There's I mean, there's a handful of guys there in the room. What, Daniel Kimball's up there. Marshall Hawk's up there. Spencer Ternary from CGD is up there. Um, there's just a, there's a ton of them, you know, and they, they still want more. Like, I know that they, they would love it if guys like Aiden Riggins and Wyatt Volker and a handful more from, you know, Bailey Roybal from Waverly Shell Rock's on his way there. He signed there. He's probably going to be their 25-pounder of the future. Um, Another thing with you and I, too, when we were talking about uh, Schwab going to Illinois is like kids, I know Block is just transferred, but but kids normally don't transfer from there. No, you know they what don't. I mean? Like they go there and then they stay. Yeah. And, and so like when, when Block is did transfer, that was to me, it was kind of like, oh, whoa, yeah. that's, that's that was like never really happened. Very weird, unique situation. Yeah, because the, you're, you're right. It doesn't happen. But no, Cody Caldwell. And it's funny you mentioned that specifically because like. Um, and, and but before you st stay there, but before anybody says anything, th that was just my own like thoughts. No, nobody fed that. Nobody like I'm not hearing stuff in the background. That was just me being like, hey, I think that would be a good idea for them. No, that's not a bad thought at all. But go ahead. Um, I there was it was a couple of years ago. It was the it was maybe it was the 1920 season. I forget. You and I had a Friday Sunday home double header. They lost South Dakota State, and they ended up beating Missouri on Sunday. So it was kind of a whatever. But that Friday night against South Dakota State, um, they lost that duel. Um, because they dropped a handful of matches they shouldn't have dropped. But the Iowa guys for South Dakota State came through. Like Zach Price won a match at 33, Henry Pullmeyer won a match, and then Tanner Sloan got some bonus points, and that's how the Jackrabbits won. And I tell you what, the loudest dude, there was a pretty good segment of Jackrabbit fans because they, they've got a sneaky good wrestling fan base. Like those, oh, those folks are dude, passionate. Brutal. Those folks are passionate, right? Brutal. And they know their stuff too. That's yeah. the other thing. They're very smart wrestling fans. So there was a small segment of them in the West Gym um, but like Cody Caldwell was the loudest dude in that gym cheering all on those Iowa guys winning, winning a duel against an Iowa school that is also full of Iowa guys. Like that was a heck of a statement from them that weekend. Yeah. They really bring the energy. When we were down in Arkansas, they were part of the quad duel meet that we went to. And it was like, whatever mat that they were on was the loud mat. Yeah. You know, very passionate fan base. Passionate. I love it. I love uh, it. let's move on. Iowa is trying to repeat. Of course, everybody's coming back. Um, but Mr. Kale Sanderson, if he has something to say about it, uh, it's going to be tough for them. He I, always has something to say rumor about it. Mill, the rumor mill has it that Max Dean is hanging out at Penn State this weekend. That's just what I see on Twitter. I don't know. Not, a, not an insider. I'm just reading the Twitter. You guys have the same app as I do. Um, if Max Dean ends up going there, right, he's probably going to have to go 97. I think they got Beard at 97. How hard does that make it for Iowa? Um makes it more challenging right i mean and here's the other thing too like there's you know if he does go 97 right that's another ncaa finalist in the lineup um everybody who didn't win an ncaa title this past year is another year better um you know i'm really i, I really want to see greg kirk fleet at heavyweight fully healthy um because he is he's 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 a freak when it comes to like natural wrestling talent um you know and then it's trying to fill in the holes at you know 25 49 57 some of these other weights um you know, it, it makes it way more, I mean, it, way, it makes it a lot more interesting. And and with I, well, Iowa bringing everybody back and Penn State kind of trying to or attempting to load up the way they are, um, I feel like the 2021 or the 21-22 wrestling season, I forget what year it is because of the pandemic, um, that has the potential to be like, like you remember like the Penn State, Ohio State season? Like was that 2018 in Cleveland where it was just like two super teams going at each other yes. all week? Like, 
that's what I think the 2022 NCAA championships in Detroit could be like with Iowa and Penn State just – you know, it's those two and then a race for third behind them. Like, I think it could be so much fun. Which that's that's really what I think the sport needs, right, is yeah. more competition. Now, there's that whole sports debate, like, is dynasties good for the sport? Absolutely. I, I think they are, but I think also, like, you can't have one boat so far ahead of it, the rest of the boats, you know. And yeah, I, I, and I, with think with, I think with Penn State and Iowa both being being at the top, Two of the biggest fan bases, probably the biggest. You know? Oh, yeah. Ohio's- two fan bases that absolutely love to annoy each other. That, too. They love that, yeah. like, I, I'm not a fan of, like, Twitter beefs. Like, if you're going to get into a Twitter beef with another well, fan this base. Is the wrong, un- this is the wrong I, I know it is. Like, untag me, but, like, I will go back and I will read it later just because I want to see what they're saying to each other because yeah. it's really funny. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Because, um, like, Ohio know. State being down kind of sucks. I wish that they were you know, do a that's little a fun, better, that's, that's an interesting fan base, but yeah, it would, it would, if there's a third team and like, you know, my first thought was if there is a third team, maybe like Michigan or Cornell, but it seems like just with some of the personnel changes that they're going to have, maybe not as much firepower as needed to keep up with these two. Um, but I'll tell you, if there is a third team to watch Oklahoma state, very oh, quietly, yeah, Oklahoma very state, very true. Yeah. The big 12, I think just, you know, with Oklahoma state being in the big 12, they just, people just kind of like, don't talk about Oklahoma State as much. Well, they're going to do that starting in, what, 2023, now that Mizzou's there, and they're going to give them a run for their money every single year now? Yeah, I think that's going to definitely hurt Iowa State's chances at winning a big— I don't know if it'll hurt their chances, but it's just going to make that tournament so much more interesting. Correct. I remember going to that Big 12 tournament in Ames. The last time I was in Ames, I think, and there was Back when there was like four four teams. There was four teams. (laughs) And I guess, like, I was pretty— young at the time because i want to say i was like just out of high school and like i, I paid i've always paid attention but um i remember getting there and it was like really put into perspective how there's only four teams in the big 12 it's weird you know it? what i mean at that time yeah or, or four true big 12 teams you know what they should have done back then just four man round robin every way they should have honestly yeah. but they but you know you can still knock it out in a day and you really get a true sense of where everybody's at yeah right. what do you think about mizzou coming over i know the mayor of of kansas city wasn't down with it I will say, though, people really gave it to him like he was hating on wrestling. That wasn't like a, a hating on wrestling tweet. And I, and I saw you actually offered to help. Yeah. Really. So yeah. I, I thought your response was actually pretty good. Uh, but there was a lot of other people that were like, kind of treat him like he was like anti-wrestling. But it was like, no, I think he, he, he said he doesn't know anything about wrestling. He, right. he did say that. But, he, but his original tweet, he just was anti-Mizzou wrestling going to the Big 12 instead of the MAC. Um, I think that's just him not really knowing wrestling, but it wasn't like he was like hating on wrestling as a sport. Right. Yeah. I think he was, well, and he could be one of those wrestling fans where I just don't know that he understands the full landscape of the thing. Right. Where like Mizzou probably should have never left the big 12 when it came to wrestling, but because all their sec sports moved to the sec or all the sports, all the other sports that were have an sec home, whereas like wrestling didn't wrestling was just like, well, we got to move somewhere. Um, because just like the big 12 at that time on the whole was just like, yeah, no, if you're leaving, everybody's leaving. So then they went and found a home in the Mac. I don't think they should have left to begin with. Um, but like as a Mizzou fan, like I grew up a Mizzou fan. I love the fact that they're going back to the big 12 because that's just, it's going to make the big 12 so much more fun. Um, and I just, I think in the long run, it's going to help Mizzou because like, hooray, you're winning the Mac every year. But like now what, like, can you rattle off nine in a row in the big 12? Probably not, but it's going to make. It's going it, to, I feel like that's way more appealing on the recruiting trail. You know, hey, come wrestle in the Big 12 where we're going to see Oklahoma State every year. We're going to see Iowa State every year. We're going to see you and I every year. And we're going to see all these other affiliate members every year. And then you're going to get to go see them again at the Big 12 tournament. Like, not that it's going to get beefed up to the point where it's like the ACC or the Big 10. It might rival the ACC in terms of like overall depth and talent now. But 
Um, you know, like I, all division one wrestlers have some dog in them, right? Otherwise they're not division one wrestlers. And so like, I, I love it. I, I think they really ought to be chomping at the bit to go back and compete against the big 12 teams, especially with how good like Oklahoma is going to be over the next few years, how good Iowa state's going to be with all these recruits they've got coming in. Um, and David Carr still being there. Like it is like, I love it. I freaking love it. Do you think it's Brian Smith saying, you know what, haters, drink this Gatorade or drink this Haterade? Because for the how many years now have we, you know, we've heard the whole Missouri doesn't wrestle anybody. They are overseeded. They're overrated. Da, 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 right. Do you think that's a little bit of him saying, all right, let's see. Let's see if we can wrestle. I'm sure there's a little bit of that. And, you know, because like nine straight Mac championships and then like, you know, I, Mizzou, they're always like on paper, like always in the trophy hunt. And then they never end up being in the trophy hunt. Right. Like, I think there was, what was it in, I forget what year it was, but like they ended up, I forget. I think maybe it was Ironman's last year. So 2019, right. They finished like, I, it wasn't until Saturday that they were officially eliminated from the trophy race. Um, yeah, that would have been Ironman's last year. Um, that was also the year Willie Miklas had transferred. And I remember texting somebody, I was just like, man, if Willie didn't transfer, like Mizzou probably could have had a trophy this year, just by the way that the rest of the tournament broke. Right. Um, and then this year I kind of thought that, you know, oh yeah, they could totally be in the trophy race. And then like JQ's lost in the first round, they had had a couple other guys stumble. Um, and then that's just kind of how it went. And then I was like, also thinking like, oh man, if Jaden would have stayed at Mizzou and gotten to the NCAA finals, that's a ton of more points for them. Who knows how they would have gone. Right. Um, but I, maybe there's, you know, something to the idea that like Brian Smith wants to really like, you know, Hey, okay. We won the Mac every year we were there. Let's go back to the big 12 and see how we really do, how we really stack up against teams that really do perform every March because like it, they haven't yet. Right. Like they've always been up there, but they haven't been up there, up there. Let's talk about Iowa state for a little bit. I'm repping today. Got the, uh, got the old crew neck on next year is going to be an interesting lineup for them i don't see a whole lot of changes but i do see david carr has been hitting the weight room on instagram <laughs> so i don't know if he's going to 65 i know we have isaac judge up there which i'm actually i've been a hater of iowa state's 165 pound weight class for a few years now uh although the same isaac judge that almost beat anthony valencia by the way yeah i was there That's <laughs> i wish i could actually you know it's funny i had a tweet written out and then i literally had to hit the backspace because oh. I was like, yeah, I, I might've cursed him. I don't know. But, I hate when that happens, but I think if he goes to 65, we could do some interesting things with Deegan coming back, which was an all time surprise for me. Um, that was a surprise for me too, actually, because of how banged up he is, yeah. but he did have a, a pretty bad year last year because of the injuries. Um, so I think he wants to come back obviously and, and write the ship a little bit, but we got Cam Robinson right behind him. Who's like, to me, one of our, one of like, it's almost interchangeable with those two a little bit, like the same body style. They kind of wrestle similar. Um, he's just a dog. Cam Robinson is. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I would like to see David Carr bump up to 65. If camera, they're both skinny. So I don't know if Jared <laughs> Dagan or Cam Robinson can go up to 57, but we got to figure something out there. I think, uh, I Deegan's perfect spot. Dagan, sorry. D Dagan's perfect spot is 49. Like he, He's not going anywhere. And he, he needs to wrestle the shorter guys. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So the, the heavier he gets, I think the easier it'd be for people to wrestle him. Because yeah, gonna, he doesn't really. He's going to match their height, you know? Yeah, his funk is more. It's it, it's way, tall guy funk. Yeah, like it's, and it's way better at 49 than it would be at 57 Correct. because then you're dealing with like eight more pounds of muscle and it's just there's there's going to be a difference there. I just don't think it'll be as effective. Um, but 49, I it, it's probably got to be his spot. I don't know if David Carr's moving up this year or next year, but I know at some point he told me that he wants to move up and eventually end his career at 74. So I don't know if that's the, 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 the jump in weight starts now 
And then, you know, because also I, we forget Logan Schumacher was hurt this year and he was probably going to be the front runner at 65 and he's had a handful of pretty good wins on his resume. And so I don't know how much of a difference he would have been over Isaac Judge at 65. I actually didn't mind Isaac Judge at the spot. He was kind of, he got he was, better. He was he did get better. And uh, I think it was watching him wrestle is almost one of those things where you're like, it's a product of being surrounded by probably our best, you know, David Carr, our best guy, and then Dagan also. So like him kind of being, and then 74, right? But Isaac Judge to me was like, dang, he's, he's gritty. I kind of liked him. Yeah, you know? no, he showed really good fight in a lot of matches. Is he going to so. make a podium? Probably not. Could he qualify for the tournament? I think that he, I think that he's an NCAA qualifier type wrestler. Yeah, uh, but we got to figure out a way to get Cam Robinson, Dagan, and then Carr all in the lineup at once. Well, here's the here's the I don't know that we're ever going to see that because the the other maybe we will. I don't know. I there's I think there's Cam a, Robinson has to wrestle next year is what I'm saying. There, <laughs> I don't. Know I'm if, with you. He, I don't he, know how if he's going to make freaking 25, 33, or. 41. <laughs> we'll figure out. He could go to heavyweight for all I care, but we got to get Cam Robinson. With, with, with Coach Dresser's uh, weight-cutting tactics, I mean, what, Julian Broderson wrestled 97 as a, or 95 as a senior in high school, and now he's wrestling 74. Um, you know, Sam Colbert at one point was wrestling 97, and he dropped down to 74 at one point. I mean, well, let's, let's not rule out Cam Robinson at 25. This is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. We're not going to see that happen. Well, um, we got to figure it out. I think the most likely scenario, if you want Cam Robinson in the lineup, is Dagan at 49. This is the year car bumps to 65 and then you, you, you stick cam in the weight room for the next six months and he bumps up to 57. I think that I, if you really want him in the lineup, I think that's, that's where to do it. The thing to maybe keep in mind though, is that like this COVID season, nobody's clock ran. So he's cam is still a true freshman coming in. So he's a true freshman with experience. It's a really unique situation. So do you throw him back out there as a true freshman again? technically by the NCAA eligibility standards, or do you let him redshirt maybe really bulk up at 57 and then start him next year? Or, I mean, you could start him and then you have a redshirt to save down the line in case he gets hurt or if something weird or funky happens. I don't know. There's a lot of options that not just Iowa State, but Iowa State is going to have to work with because of this whole COVID year and everybody coming back and all that. Do you think that this COVID year is a reason why we're seeing so many transfers? Um, I know I know they change the rules a little bit, so you can just kind of go freely and do what you want. But I said last year, whenever we were, people were trying to say, well, how are we going to, what are they going to do? These kids got screwed. They need to get some sort of year back. And I said, well, if they allow these kids to have another year back, we're going to see a lot of transfers because what's going to happen is these kids are, you know, you're getting recruited to fill a spot. Well, if that spot they're going to fill, that kid stays, that kid's thinking, well, I don't want to, you know, or if they, or if that kid beats him out, then the kid who was supposed to stay leaves. Right. So do you think that's a reason why we're seeing all these transfers? Cause the transfer portal this year was nuts. Dude, and it's it's there's still a chance that it could still get wound up. I mean, it's we're not even May yet as we're recording this, right? Like things could get really weird this summer. Um, I think that's part of it, right? Like, cause it's a free year for everybody this year, no matter what. So, like, you know, if you feel like you want to go somewhere else to utilize that year, or if you want to stay put, like, there's a lot of options here for the athletes, which is really cool if you're on the athlete side. And I feel like everybody here is, and most people are you know, pro athlete decision-making, like let the kids 100%. do what they want. Right. So I'm like, I'm cool with it. And I, you know, the transfer portal got a little funky and I still think it has the potential to get even weirder 
um, you know, through the, I mean, probably, probably in July is when we'll see it really quiet down, but like, it could get really weird in June once these kids are able to take their visits. That's the other thing too. Like they finally lifted the recruiting thing the NCAA did. So June one, all these guys can start taking visits. So I wonder if then we really start to see an influx of kids in the portal. Cause right now it's, you can go in the portal and you can like tell people that you don't want to be contacted so that you can reach out and do your own thing. Or you can tell people that you do want to be contacted so that coaches can call you. And so I wonder if somewhere closer to June 1 or at shortly after June 1, we start seeing more people pop up in the portal to try and take these visits to see what they want to do. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I have. I think that's super interesting stuff that we went over today. Um, where can people find you at? I am. <laughs> What's you your house address? You can, <laughs> I'm not a homeowner yet, so I don't have one of those. Um, no, that's, hey, I'm, 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 on the, I'm a blue check, right? I'm a blue check on Twitter, at Cody Goodwin, blue check on Instagram, at Cody J. Goodwin. I update Twitter. I tweet way more than I Insta. And he gets spicy sometimes, I will say. I, I'm not afraid to clap back actually, sometimes. I will say, I, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up, but you and I have actually got into it. We did? Exactly. So this is going to be the clip, right? I was, I was wondering if you're going to say this one or not. Oh, I'm very curious now. What happened? So this is when I was on my, um, my personal account, right? So this is before stalemates. And this is more so me being naive about the people that you tweet at can be real people, right? <laughs> it's not just like, a, like, I see blue check, I think famous guy, he's not going to see my tweets, this and that, right? So there is, there is for, for everybody else that has a blue check or doesn't have a blue check, I can filter out the non-blue checks from my mentions. So, so I, thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that I was going to be filtered out. But anyways, so Iowa, Iowa State, actually, I think this was the, the last year that was, that was non-COVID, whatever, 2019. Oh, was this the epic duel at yeah. Carver that Stoll had to walk out? And no, 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 no. I think it was the year after that. I think it was the Ames one. But anyways, this is what happened. You had tweeted the lineup card. Yes. And I quote retweeted it from my personal account. The tweets are probably still up. I don't think I've ever went. I don't, I'm not a really big tweet deleter, but you can go back and look at them. But I had quote retweeted your tweet, and I said, why does Iowa always do this? Because it makes me – and I stand by this, so I'm not, not backing down here. But I can't stand when Iowa or any other school um, – They'll go and put Spencer Lee or Perez Perez. You never know. But it's like, we know Perez Perez ain't going out there. You know what I'm saying? Especially the Iowa State duel, right? So me, an excited fan, I'm like, why does Iowa always do this? They always put or, and there's 15 guys on the roster or right. something like that, or 20. Or like all like every wrestler, every freaking 125-33 was like an or, right? And uh, you quote, you responded to me and you're like, because I can. <laughs> and I was like, man, screw this guy. Like, so I was just, you, this is my thing. I was just using your tweet. I think, I think what happened might've been is, I think you maybe thought that I, this is how I took it. You thought that I was asking you, but what happened was I was just using your tweet because you used the lineup card. Right. And so then me, I'm like offended. I'm like, well, he's taking personal responsibility for this. And uh, so we, we, you and I had this little back and forth. Randy Novak jumps in because uh, he had said, uh, what did he say? Oh, he's like, what's the big deal? Iowa State has like two less ors on their card, you know, like two less uh, yeah. whatever. And so then I'm going, now I'm going back and forth with Randy Novak. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the time, this is like before stalemate. So I had probably 500 followers or something. And uh, I'm just thinking, like, I'm just thinking I'm tweeting to my 500 followers. And now I'm getting thrown to the freaking wolves by Cody Goodwin, Whoops. Randy Novak, <laughs> and I'm battling the Hawkeyes. I get a text from my uh, Iowa high school wrestling coach, and he's like, 
you really going at it with Randy Novak today? I'm like, dude, I didn't. <laughs> I was just talking to my people. You put it out there. Now I'm battling all these people. Well, and it's that's what I get though. You, I'm going on there. You you talk shit. You get hit sometimes. From from my from my perspective, um, we all know. Wrestling fans in this state are very, the word I use is passionate for better oh, yeah. or worse. Yes. Um, and I'm one of them. So I'm not saying this like right. poor me, Cody threw me to the wolves. I'm also that guy. So well, I actually always probably respect people more when they, when they like stand their ground or, or, you know, a little back and forth. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what, I, Iowa fans are passionate to like the nth degree, like for better or for worse. Like the sky is either falling or it's the perfect day outside with them. There is no in between, right? Correct. Um, or if there are like those fans that understand the in between, like they're very few and far between. And I think I have found enough of them to feel way better about covering this team on the level that we have. Right. Um, but like a lot of people ask me the same thing literally every single time they have more than just the 10 starters on a lineup card and it's every like, single time. Just let us know. <laughs> and for me as a wrestling fan, I want to like, even with, with, uh, now that I do media and stuff, right? Like what's, what's the chestnut checkers like going on? Like, why is there an, or like, just let us know so we can promote, like imagine in the UFC, if we are like, could be Kamaru Usman fighting or it could be Tyron Woodley fighting. Like, <laughs> find out. It's like, just tell us who we're wrestling. Just tell us so we can so we can freaking find out and be entertained. My response to Randy ended up being like, sorry, man, I'm just a passionate wrestling fan, excited for this duel. Right. You know, and, like, and a lot of people are when they're just like, why are there's this, that, and the yeah. next? Why is such and such? Where is such and such? And I'm just like, guys, we only talked to them so-and-so. We were under yeah. the impression after we talked to them that such-and-such was starting. I don't know. We'll talk to them after the duel. And yeah. so, like, maybe you just caught me at the wrong time <laughs> I dunked, where dunked. I was just like, because they can. I don't know. We'll talk to them afterwards. Yeah. But For me, I was like, I was like, it was almost one of those things where I wasn't talking. I was more talking to, like, um, other people. I think you might have thought I was talking to you because I quote retweeted your tweet. That may have been, yeah. That may have I been. Didn't, I didn't take it personal. I, I, get, I, get over, I get over things pretty quickly. I'm going to have to go find that. I'm, that's really funny that you remember that yeah. because I definitely I see, remember that at all. Dude, I deal with enough Iowa fans that go crazy about things like that where I'm just like, I flush it like yeah, real I figured. quick. Yeah, I figured. Because you and I have met a couple of times and I never really brought that up. But uh, no, I think uh, I think that stuff's good for the sport a little bit. I think I think a little back and forth. And actually what's funny is like when, I st when we started this thing, right, like I thought Hawkeye fans, I, I was almost going to take the angle that I was going to battle them, almost like the Jake Paul, right? Like, <laughs> like make them hate you so they'll watch type of thing. Right. And so if you go back to some of my old clips, like I was called Iowa fans cowards. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> we, we had uh, the Maryland heckler on, and he was saying he didn't think I was going to finish in the top three like this year, or top ten. That's so, bold, but so okay. I, so I said, I was like, I agree. I agree. You know, like I was going to Just trying to angle. poke the bear, right? But, what's, but what ended up happening was, Iowa fans are so like they're almost like uh, what's the word like this the, like the, the the roof is falling in on them all the yeah. time right that they're like they're kind of messed up in a way that they almost like you more if you like sort of criticize them or anything like it's that. very yeah if you criticize them in jest like like there was like I was at the here's a prime example I was at the at the I was in Wisconsin this weekend and Bo Bassett was very impressive at 45 kilos he made the team in both styles. And an Iowa fan, I left it up. You guys can probably go find it. I because I tweet out like Bo Bassett's an animal, and this guy's like, "Oh, do you think he's a future Hawkeye?" And I was like, "Let him be a kid. Yeah. Let him be a kid yeah. before he's got to worry about yeah. the recruiting machine because recruiting is so ridiculous for wrestling nowadays." Like, let the, he was just like, "Can't an Iowa fan dream?" And I was like, "I'll allow it." And I sent him a winky face, and I was just like, "That I'm like, but that's how passionate they are, right? Yeah. Like, it's wild." And so, like, you have to like take smart jabs at him and they'll be like, Oh, okay. This, exactly. this guy means well, which I actually respect more 
Like, I almost think uh, some fan bases aren't like that at all. And it's like, what, what does, at the end, I get killed for saying this, but at the end of the day, what does sports mean anyways, right? It's all entertainment. We're here to have fun. We're here to have fun. We're here so to have fun. There's, there's not a lot of fun going on if we're just both giving each other compliments the whole day. Like, I'd rather... <laughs> you know, I'd rather talk to somebody who's who's gonna tell it like it is than just talk about how awesome one another is. So, hundred percent. You're you're welcome back on the show anytime. I'm glad we brought it up. You like how we brought it up at the end though, so that way if you you were like, yeah, screw this guy, I remember that. I'm <laughs> but uh, that's pretty funny. I yeah. like that. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Love to have you on again. Don't forget to hit subscribe, uh, like, comment. We have to do that. I'm sorry, uh, but it works when people do it. You guys are have been awesome. Hope you guys like the new studio. We're still working out some kinks. Uh, but we're going to keep the ball rolling. Thanks, guys.